Welcome to the Legacy Nashville podcast. We are so grateful that you've taken the time out of your day to tune in. We pray that this message encourages you to seek God's presence and serve God's people. Now, let's get to the message. We're going to read the entirety of Psalm 27 today. I know we're up and down a lot, but if you guys don't mind to stand up with me in honor of the Word of God, we're going to read Psalm 27 out loud all together, beginning with verse 1. Let's go. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, my adversaries and foes, it is they who stumble and fall. That's a good declaration right there. Verse 3. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war arise against me, yet I will be confident. One thing I have asked of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. How many of you guys remember the message? Get to the tent. I know when we talk about the tent, we're constantly talking about intimacy, but within the tent is also your protection. You want to know the safest place for you to be? In communion with the Holy Spirit. He will lift me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me, and I will offer in his tent, there it is again, sacrifices with shouts of joy. And for all of the introverts in here, you know what a sacrifice it is to lift your voice with joy. It's a little embarrassing at times, but sometimes you need to come to the Lord and say, God, I need a connection with you because I need protection from you. And so though, although it might be embarrassing, I'm going to lift my voice in your tent. I'm going to lift my voice in your house, and I'm going to declare the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Give us some joy in this house this morning. I will sing and make melody. I like that, Sean. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud. Be gracious to me and answer me. You have said, seek my face. My heart says to you, your face, Lord, do I seek. Hide not your face from me. Turn not your servant away in anger. O you who have been my help, cast me not off, forsake me not. O God of my salvation, for my father and my mother have forsaken me. I don't know who needs to hear that this morning, but somebody does. For my father and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. Hallelujah. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me, lead me on a level path because of my enemies. Give me not up to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and they breathe out violence. I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Today what we're going to do is we're going to dive into Psalm 27, verse 1, 2, and 3. And we're going to be speaking from the declaration that we'll all make together as a family, which is this, I will live life strong. Yes. Come on, let's declare that together this morning, church. I will live life strong. Somebody just needs to flex on the devil one time. I will live life strong in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for your word. 
We thank you for revealing to us how we are to overcome. We thank you that you've made us to be more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. We thank you that you are our salvation. So we stand collectively together today on the rock that is Jesus Christ. And we proclaim and declare that you are making us to be unshakable saints. And we will move forward in this life with strength that could only come from above. Make our strength, God, a sign and a wonder to the world. Make our strength to be unshakable, even in trying times, God. Even when storms come against us, Lord, let us stand tall, hold our head high. Let us be made strong by the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, we declare this so. And everybody said... Amen. You can be seated in Jesus' name. Tell your neighbor on your way to your seat, I am strong. I am strong. I'm declaring this morning that I am so strong that even Nashville allergies ain't got no hold on me in Jesus' name. Anybody else in here, you've been dealing with that thing in the back? You're like, ah, what is that? We got, apparently, we got all kinds of stuff happening in this basin called Nashville, but I am declaring we're going to live life strong. Last week, uh, we revealed the seven declarations of the summer. I want to hit on them real quick, and then we're going to dive into Psalm 27, 1 through 3. I will live life strong. I will love God's house passionately. I will hold my head high. I will have an overflowing heart. I will turn to God at all times. I will walk on a level path, and I will not lose heart. I want you guys just When you see those on the screen or you take notes, I want you to screenshot them and I want you to save them as the wallpaper of your phone until we get through this series. Will you do that? And I want you every single time you look at your phone to make this declaration alongside your faith community and declare these things over you and declare these things over our church. Amen? So today we're gonna do verse one through three. And just to reiterate, I'll go ahead and read it again. I got so much scripture today, y'all. I took my notes down. I had, I think I had 18 pages of notes when I finished up my study time for this, and I cut it back to eight, all right? So you should just feel comfortable now. Like, you don't have to be here until 5 p.m. But Psalm 27, verse one through three says, the Lord is my light. Everybody say, he's my light. That's good news. The Lord is my light. My salvation. Everybody say, he's my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Everybody say, the Lord is my strength. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, my adversaries and my foes, it is they who stumble and fall. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war arise against me, yet I will be confident. Uh, you guys have probably noticed by now that Psalm 27 is basically a whole song written by David as a whole long list of faith declarations. Like, David is going through a storm. He's going through a battle. He's going through a war. He's going through a hard season in his life. He's having a hard time. And I would venture to believe that what David was experiencing in this moment is so much more challenging than any of the life experiences that any of us have ever had. Like, people are hunting him down 
to take his life. People are actively tracking him to kill him, and he goes into the place of prayer. He starts singing a song. He starts lifting shouts of joy in the tent of God, and he starts making faith declarations. He starts saying, this is the truth about this season of my life. This will be true about this life experience that I'm having today. This is what is going to happen by faith and the grace of the Lord Jesus, amen. Have you ever done that before? So that's what we're doing today. We're declaring today that I will live life strong. I will not be faint, and I will not be feeble. I will live life strong. I declare I'm gonna have more strength, and I'm gonna have more power than what's expected in Jesus' name. Every now and then, you just gotta look in the mirror and tell yourself that. I will have more strength than what's expected of me. I will have more power than what is considered to be average. I will live life strong because I've got God on my side, baby. Anybody else talk to yourself like that in the mirror every now and then? I do. Man of God, you know, I just speak to myself. You know, I want to encourage myself in the Lord. You are strong. You will not be faint. You will not be feeble. You will have power. You will have strength. You will stand firm. It doesn't matter the attack. It doesn't matter the gossip. It doesn't matter who comes against you, I will live life strong. I will endure because I have been established by the King of Kings, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, amen. You know, on the other hand, you could choose to make some negative or bad declarations. You could say about yourself, well, I guess I'll just live life defeated. Come on, who am I talking to this morning already? You've said that this week. Well, I guess, you know, it it is what it is. I hate that. I hate saying that. Well, it is what it is. Well, it ain't gotta be. It ain't, it, it's always going to be it is what it is, what it is, what it is, as long as you're talking like it is what it is, what it is. You know, you just every now and then, nope, it ain't going to be what everybody else thinks it is. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I'm a child of God. Last I checked, I've been adopted by a good, good father. He can supply my every need. I'm not going to be faint. I'm not going to be feeble. I'm not going to lie down in weakness, roll over and play dead. No. I serve the king of kings. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to be strong. As you can tell, I've been rehearsing this this week. I'm going to live life strong in Jesus' name. And you know what? God wants you to be strong. God wants to make you strong. He wants to help you to become strong. And I can prove it to you because a whole lot of our biblical heroes all throughout the scripture were made strong by the power of God. I've got a lot of them. Because I'm trying to convince you. Because I know every time we talk about things like this, there's somebody in the room that's like, that's everybody but me. Come on, I know I'm talking to somebody. That's everybody but me. It's not me. It's the people on the front row. It's the person over there that just got off a long fast. It's that lady over there that prays for a couple of hours a day. Of course, God wants to show himself good to her and make her strong, but not me. Listen, all throughout the scripture, God sought people out to make them strong, and the eyes of the Lord are still searching to and fro the earth for people that he can make strong and establish. That's 2 Chronicles 16 and 9. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. To do what? To give strong, everybody say strong, support to those whose heart is blameless towards him. God wants to make you strong. 
God made Joseph strong in Genesis chapter 49, verse 24. It says, but his bow remained in strength, and the arms of his hands were made strong. Everybody say strong. By who? By the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. I'll take that. Yeah, every now and then when I'm reading, I just... You know what I mean? I don't want it just to go into my head. I'm like, get in my heart. I slapped my arm last week. I'm going to slap my chest this week. Uh, God made Joshua strong. Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 23, it says, And the Lord commissioned Joshua, the son of Nun, and said what? Be strong. And what? Courageous, for you shall bring the people of Israel into the land that I swore to give to them. And what else? I will be with you. Didn't Jesus say he'll never leave you nor forsake you? So you have every excuse to be strong even in the midst of suffering circumstances. I will be made strong. Who else did God make strong? God made Caleb strong. And whenever God made uh, Caleb strong, um, Caleb was not a spring chicken. He, he was up in his 80s. I don't even know if he had gray hair anymore. He may not have had any hair. But in Joshua chapter 14, verse 11, it says, I am still as strong today as I was in the day that Moses sent me my Y'all help me preach this, 9 a.m. My strength now is as my was then for war and for going and for coming. God, you want to send me? I'm ready to go. You know why? Because I'm just as strong today as I was back then. You need me for an assignment, God? I declare in Jesus' name, I'm not too old to dream a new dream. I'm not too weak to respond to a prophetic word. I'm just as strong today as I've ever been. In Jesus' name, God made Caleb strong. God made Joab strong as well as his army. In 2 Samuel chapter 10, verse 12, it says, Be That's it. And let us fight bravely for our people and for the cities of our God. The Lord will do what is good in his sight. God didn't just make Joab the leader strong. He made the whole fellowship strong. God made Solomon strong. In 1 Chronicles 28, verse 10, it says, So take this Seriously, Somebody needs to hear that right there. Take this seriously. The Lord has chosen you. Everybody say, he's chosen me. For a great work like Solomon, to build a temple as his sanctuary. And what does God say to Solomon? Be and do the work. I know we're just reading scripture, but man, these are prophetic words for somebody. Be strong and do the work. Be strong and do the work. God doesn't just make you strong so you can look good. God didn't just make you strong so you can flex on other people. God makes you strong for a purpose, for an assignment like he did Solomon. And he says, be strong and do the work. God made Asa strong. Second Chronicles 15 verse 7 says, but as for you, be strong and what? Do not Give up. I'm, I'm preaching to myself today. I'm telling you, I, I'm way too excited about this message. Be strong in what? Do not give up. Don't stop. Keep moving forward. Do not give up. For your work will what? We've just had a Bible study. Is anybody encouraged yet? 
Oh, we're not done. We're not done. Let's look at Hezekiah. God made Hezekiah strong in 2 Chronicles chapter 32, verse 7. He said, be and courageous. Do not be afraid. Kick the fear out, man. Don't be discouraged because of the king of Assyria, because of your enemies, and because of the vast army that's with him. Though it may seem as though you are outnumbered, I'm telling you, God says, be strong and be courageous, for there is a greater power with us than with our enemies. Amen. All right, last one. We'll do a New Testament one. How about Paul? God made Paul strong. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10 says, that is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness. What does Paul say? I delight, I'm learning this one, in insults. That's a tough one right there. I don't know anybody who gets insulted and throws a party. I delight in insults. I delight in hardships. I delight in persecutions. I delight in difficulties. Why is it that Paul is taking this delight in all of this tribulation? Because when I am weak, Paul says, then I am strong. Right? God uses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. It is just like God to take us in our worst place, in our weakest point, and make us strong through the power of his might, his spirit, and his grace. And this is what Psalm 27 is really all about. It's about David standing on the truth, standing on the word of God and declaring, I will live life strong and declaring this. The type of strength that God wants to give you is not merely physical strength, all right? Maybe he wants to give you that as well, but you can quote through Christ I can do all things, all you want, but if you can't bench press 350, I'd suggest you not get underneath it. I remember I used to deadlift like that at my old church gym. We had a, uh, we had a big sign with all these scriptures, and I would, I can do all things. Line up to the word of God. The type of strength that God wants to give you is not just physical strength. For some of us, it is physical strength, though, because some of us are weak and frail in our bodies. And if that's you, pray over your physical bodies. Take communion every day and expect God to work a miracle in your physical body. All right? It works, too. But it's not just about physical strength. This is about supernatural strength flowing through you through the power of the Holy Spirit as he pours out over your spirit. And this strength, it flows through our hearts. It flows through our souls. And this strength allows us to live far above defeat. It, it allows us to kick fear out of our lives. And it allows us to overcome unbelief. That's the strength that God wants to give us. And that's what uh, David is essentially declaring here in, in Psalm 27, verse 1 through 3. So what I want to do with the rest of my time is I want to break down each one of the scriptures. Psalm 1. Uh, Psalm 27, verse 1, verse 2, and verse 3. Sound good? Yes. So let's read verse 1. If you, if, you have your, if you have your Bible, just keep it open. We'll read it together. You can read it off the screen. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Everybody say, he's my light. Everybody say, he's my salvation. So who you got to be afraid of? Let me say it like this. So what do you have to be afraid of? David's making a declaration here. The Lord is my light and my salvation. He goes on. 
The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Everybody say, he's my strength. Of whom shall you be afraid then? If God is your strength, then why be afraid? So what is David declaring here? He is saying something about God. First and foremost, he is declaring the truth about God over his own heart. And we need to do this every now and then. If you're sick, tell God the truth about himself. God, you're a healer. God, you're the great physician. It, it, you know, if, 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 you're, if you're, you, you're in lack, God, you're Jehovah Jireh. God, you said that you were my provider. God, you said that you'd supply all my needs. Every now and then, you just remind God of the covenant that he's made with you. And that's kind of what David is doing here when he says, here's who the Lord is. The Lord is light, the Lord is salvation, and the Lord is strength. The Lord is my light, the Lord is my salvation, and the Lord is my strength. Let's look at the first one. These are all declarations. I've got 10 declarations for you today. All right, listen, get your notes ready. Number one is this, the Lord is my light. Let's say it together. The Lord is my light. Now, what does that mean in Hebrew? It means light. It means to bring light, be a bringer of light. But it also means this, not darkness. That is something to speak when you find yourself in the midst of a dark storm or a battle. The Lord is my light. The Lord is my light. Well, what does that even mean that the Lord is your light? If I had time today, we would go on a deep dive Bible study on all the verses of Scripture that talk about the Lord being our light because there are so many implications to God being your light. And I know that's a biblical term, and so we don't really think much of it because today, in order to get light, all we gotta do is flip a switch, so it's pretty easy. But in the ancient times, it wasn't as easy as the electricity that we enjoy today. So having light in the midst of darkness was actually a pretty big breakthrough. He said, oh no, the Lord is gonna be my light. I'm in this cave right here, hiding from the people trying to take me captive and murder me, but you know who God is? He is my light. Though I sit in the darkness right now, I know where my light comes from, and that is from the Lord. And you know what that means? He leads you out of darkness. The Lord is my light. If you're in a dark season right now, trust. Big trust. God is gonna lead you out of that darkness, and he is gonna lead you into light again. What else? He lights my path in life. How many of you guys ever heard that scripture uh, when he says, um, uh, he is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path, right? It may take a lot of trust to step out, but here's what God guarantees. When you step out trusting him, he will illuminate your path so that you can see your next step and you can step out knowing you have sure footing because God's got you. And I know sometimes people are like, well, if he's my light, why is the whole path not illuminated? We don't walk by sight, we walk by faith. And so he will illuminate the path for you as you step out with him. Risk and trust knowing that the Lord is your light. What else does the light that is God do? He lights my heart to search me and to know me. Remember when David was like, God, search me and know me. If there be any hidden thing in me, I want you to shine that light of your grace upon me, and I want you to expose it. I want you to show me what's in me that does not bring you glory so that I can repent of it and let it go. A lot of times, we don't know what's holding us back, but here's what God the light does. He shines a light on the thing that's trying to hold us back. 
so that we can receive wisdom and revelation, understanding on how to dismantle the thing that's trying to dismantle our destinies. The Lord is your light. Some of us, maybe you need to ask God, God, shine a light on my heart. What else does light do? He reveals the works and the plans of the enemy. The enemy constantly overplays his hand. And, and he sticks out like a sore thumb, and the light of the Lord shines right on the schemes of Satan, and he says, here's what the enemy's trying to do. He's trying to bring you down through this temptation, through that sin. How many of you guys know that the devil is not a creator, he's an imitator? He cannot create any new sins to come against you with. All the devil can do is bring back around that old sin that he's observed you wrestling with in the past. That's when it, whenever Paul said, uh, let's lay aside the weight and the sin that does so easily beset us. He doesn't say sins, plural. He just says sin, singular, because the enemy is a very good observer of human nature, and he's been watching you wrestle as you've gone to this life clinging to Jesus. And he said, you know, I've watched her wrestle with that before. Maybe I'll bring that back up. But the Lord that is our light will expose that scheme of Satan and say, don't fall for that old trick. You've already been there, done that. We've overcome that in a previous season. Just because you're tired now, don't you give in to it. Look at what the enemy's trying to do. Rebuke them, turn around, repent, do whatever you need to do, get to the house of the Lord, pray fast, lay hands on yourself, and declare this, the Lord is my light, in Jesus' name. <laughs> it's funny, I didn't think this sermon series would be any part of my, my like history with the Lord, but like the more I'm preaching, and I'm like, oh my goodness, I've done this a lot. It's probably from growing up Pentecostal. Um, okay, here's, here's the second declaration. The Lord is my salvation. Let's say it together, church. The Lord is my salvation. What does that mean in Hebrew? It means deliverance. The Lord is your rescuer. He pulls you out of that pit you're in. Right before you drown, he pulls you out of that water, that storm that's trying to take you down. The Lord is your deliverer. He is your rescuer. He is also your safety. The Lord is my salvation. And who is that, church? Jesus. That is Jesus. Jesus is our Savior. Jesus is our hope. Jesus is our future. Jesus is the author and the finisher of our salvation. Our only hope for eternal salvation and security is in Christ and Christ alone. The Lord is my salvation. Psalm 62 and 2 says, truly he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress and because of all that, I will never be shaken. I will never be shaken. Jesus is my salvation. I will never be, never be shaken. Here's number three. The Lord is my strength. Let's say that one together. The Lord is my strength. In Hebrew, what does that mean? My refuge, my defense, my fortress. The, you guys remember this one? The Lord is the strong tower in which the righteous retreat into. Yeah, I say that one a lot when I'm praying. Let me get in that strong tower. Impenetrable. Hey, 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 no fiery darts coming through that brick wall that is Christ Jesus. You know what I mean? Just every now and then, you just got to remind, you, you got to remind the enemy. This is who God says he is. Oh, the Lord is my strength. 2 Samuel twenty two thirty three says, it is God who arms me with strength and he keeps my way safe. 
He keeps my way safe. All right, let's go to uh, Psalm 27, verse 2. Some good stuff in verse 2 as well. Who would have thought that the first three verses of Psalm 27 we could talk about for so long? Verse 2. When evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, my adversaries and foes, who, who stumbles? Who fails? Is it you that's going to stumble and fail when you're going through a hard time? That's not what David said. He said, it's my enemies. It's my assailants. It's those who are coming against me. They're going to stumble, and they're going to they're gonna fail. Here's declaration number four. I want you to say it with me. I will live life strong even when I'm under attack. I'm going to try this side over here. Let's say it from our spirit, all right? We're, we're, we're saying it from our head. I want you to say it from your guts. I will live life strong even when I'm under attack. Woo! I believe there's a warring spirit that's going to be released in the house today. I mean, I'm expecting the, the Lord to release an I told you so anointing. I'm talking about the type of anointing that talks back to the devil. Like you're talking smack like the rock Dwayne Johnson in a WWE match when you get into some warfare. Oh, you want some, devil? Where are those intercessors? Have they disappeared from the church? I'm talking about people who showed up to church today with the sole purpose of giving the devil a migraine. That is, I like coming to church for that reason. I will live life strong even when I'm under attack. Oh, you think you got me? I ain't done yet. You think I'm finished? The Lord Jesus put resurrection life in this body. I'm going to live life strong even when I'm attacked. Hey, I, that's, that's, that's my vibe right there. That's the energy I'm on. I'm telling you right now. I'm here for it. All right, here's the reality about attacks. Number one, you have an enemy. If you agree, say, I agree. What kind of enemies do you have? You have spiritual enemies. Bible says you have cultural enemies. Bible says you have human enemies. And, and, and the Bible also says there's, there's another enemy that's active in our life, which is satanic schemes. There are enemies. And it's not about if an attack comes. It's about when an attack comes. Do you know how to discern which enemy is attacking you? Or do you just start attacking everybody without praying? There's spiritual enemies, human enemies, there's satanic schemes. Uh, you're going to be attacked, but here's the good news. Here's the good news. If I had time, I'd dive deep into this one, but I don't got time. You will not be defeated. Here's the good news, church. You will not be defeated. Even when you're attacked by fear, you can be attacked by slander. You could feel overwhelmed. You could uh, come under the weight of constant pessimism, but you will not be defeated. Psalm 71 and 10 says, for my enemies are whispering against me. They are plotting together to kill me. You ever felt like that before? Some of y'all feeling like that this week. You're like, yep, that right. he's reading my diary right there. Psalm 55 and 5, here's another one. Fear and trembling come upon me, and horror overwhelms me. You know, 
That, that's real. You, you, you notice here in the Psalms how often David and the other authors, they're lamenting, they're exposing their emotions to the Lord. They're being vulnerable in the tent, in the secret place, and then they turn it on, they turn it on its head and they start making faith declarations. And this always happens. Anytime we're attacked, we're tempted to believe that God no longer has our best interest in mind. But that is not true. It is easy to get pessimistic. It's easy to stop thinking faith thoughts and begin to think negative thoughts and then begin to expect negative outcomes. But you will not be defeated. It's actually our enemies that are gonna be defeated, David says. Our enemies are gonna stumble, they're gonna fail, and they will be unable to carry out any of the evil plans that they, have, that they have created. That's what David says. They'll stumble, they'll fall, and that's what he says. Verse two, my adversaries and foes, it is they who stumble and fall. So here's some final declarations for you. Here's the fifth one. I will live life strong in the power of God's strength. Let's say that together. I will live life strong in the power of God's strength. Ephesians 6 and 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. And in what? In the power of his might. You know, might is a spirit. The Bible tells us that we can pray for the spirit of might to take hold of our inner man. Even when, when it seems like we look frail on the outside, we can be strong on the inside through the power of the Holy Spirit and the spirit of might. Number six, I will live life strong even in seasons of weakness. The Bible says, for when I am weak, I am strong. We'll read that one. That one's from 2 Corinthians. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Hold on, wait, did Paul just reveal to us a prayer strategy? I don't know about you, but when I read this, I'm like, hold on, wait, Paul, you said that the power of Christ rested on you? I'll take that, Lord. How many of you guys want the power of Jesus resting on you? Paul says, here's how you get that. You boast in your weaknesses, not in your strengths. Right, a little bit more uh, laying prostrate. A little bit more in the spirit, you know, sackcloth and ashes. A little bit more humility. A little bit less selfies. Hey, I, I'd never take another selfie again if the power of Jesus rested on my life. I'm telling you right now, no problems. If it was that easy, that's what I'd do. But it's, it's, not, about, it's not about what we do, it's about how we steward our hearts. It's about how we manage ourselves. It's about how we allow the ego to lead and get puffed up. No, no, I'm going to not brag about all the good things I get to do. I'm actually going to boast in the strength of Jesus because I understand I'm weak without him. All right, number seven, I will live life strong because the one who is in me is greater than the one who is in the world. You knew that one was coming. You had to know that one was coming. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them. Why? Because one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Tell me again what you cannot not do because 
God says he's taken up residence on the inside of you. That is powerful right there. Number eight, I will live life strong because I know God is for me and not against me. Romans 8, 31, what then shall we say in response to these things? Trials, tribulations, bad circumstances, storms, darkness, if God is for us. Who can be against me? Number nine, I will live life strong because I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Romans 8 and 37, no, in all of these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. All right, here's the last one. Number 10, I will live life strong because I affirm. Let's stand and say this last little bit together. Here's our affirmation today. You ready? God is who he says he is. I am who God says I am. God can do what he says he can do. I can do what God says I can do. God has what he says he has, and I have what God says I have. Come on, let's bless the Lord together. tuning into the Legacy Nashville podcast. If you'd like to support the ministry, you can do so at LegacyNashville.org forward slash give. If you're listening on iTunes, make sure you log into the store and give us a good review. This helps our podcast reach new people with the good news of Jesus Christ. Join us again next week for another powerful word.